Hey, may the Lord give you his peace. You're listening to the From the Friars podcast, uh, the Franciscan Friars, the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York. Please uh, subscribe, give us a review, uh, help us to uh, spread the word. Today is Good Shepherd Sunday, and I just want to share the homily you're about to hear, talking about God's personal care and love for us. And at the end of Mass, some friends of mine gave me a little gift my recent birthday, which is significantly meaningful and beautiful, and just yet another example of how the Lord is our Good Shepherd and how He gives us and provides for our needs. So you're listening to The Lord is the Good Shepherd from Brother Isaiah CFR. Thank you for listening and God bless you. Still I cling, still I cling, still I cling to the King, or rather He clings to me and sets my soul at peace and know we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Your rod and staff to keep my heart at rest. The Lord is my good shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Nothing I shall want. Shall not want. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. A shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired man who is not a shepherd and whose sheep are not his own sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away and the wolf catches and scatters them. This is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know mine and mine know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I will lay down my life for my sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. These also I must lead, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have power to lay it down and power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. A little greeting, St. Francis would always begin his preaching with, may the Lord give you his peace. Um, what a blessing and um, a grace to be here this morning. It's raining, it's early. Um, God bless you for being here. It matters. It matters that you're here as we come together in God's house as God's family to pray and to worship. Um, It's so important that we're here. God bless you for being here. Um, My name is Father Luke. I'm one of the Franciscan friars. We've been helping out Father Grippo. I think this is my first time saying this mass. And uh, I realize you don't normally have singing here, huh? (laughs) Too bad. Um, There's a lot going on today. My heart is just bursting with joy. Um, It is Good Shepherd Sunday, which we just had the gospel from John chapter 10 about Jesus saying, I am the good shepherd. It's just a really beautiful image that Jesus gives us. Today is also the World Day of Prayer for vocations. We pray for vocations to the priesthood and religious life. You guys hear that, you altar servers? Okay, pray for them. Um, I told them I was an altar server once. Look what happened, (laughs) you know. my brothers and sisters, um, all right, I got, I got to pull it together here. Um, the Bible, and Jesus in particular, but the whole Bible presents to us an image of God, 
a God who cares for us, a God who knows and cares for each one of us individually, particularly. Jesus will say things like, even the hairs on your head are counted. In the book of Isaiah, we're told that Yahweh will collect and count every tear. And uh, and in other places, Jesus will say, not even a bird falls from the sky without God the Father knowing about it. So an image of God is very personal, very close, very intimate. God who knows you better than you know yourself and who cares for us, who wants to provide, who wants to have a relationship with each one of us. This is amazing, and it's a little hard to understand, huh? It's a lot of people. You think about the population. You're like, how does God do that? How does God know and care for each? You know, it would be easy to think maybe sometimes God loses track of me. The Bible, but even particularly Jesus says wrong. No, God is so much bigger than we can even imagine. Um, I I once heard a quote, which I really loved. It kind of made me laugh. If God was small enough for your mind to understand, he wouldn't be big enough to solve your problems. (laughs) This God who has revealed to us. And um, so he is a good shepherd. That image is so warm and beautiful, right? How many of us have seen sacred art with Jesus, the shepherd's staff, and the, the sheep usually around his neck, right? We have the other teaching of Jesus I would leave the 99 sheep in search of the one who is lost. And in finding the lost one, I will take him and put him on my, you know, what a warm and beautiful image. And we know that in the Bible, the theme of shepherds has quite a history, right? Going all the way back to probably Cain and Abel, Abel. And then you've got David, right? The little shepherd boy who becomes the king. And uh, then the prophecies, some of the prophets talked about God would be a shepherd to his people, the sheep. So when Jesus makes this claim, I am the good shepherd, he's claiming a divine title. Very beautiful and mysterious. And um, in the Psalm, we prayed the, the stone that was rejected by the builder has become the cornerstone. That, that's a, a very important passage that Jesus himself and the early church talked about his crucifixion was Jesus being rejected. And Jesus says that I will lay down my life for my sheep. He's talking about his crucifixion. And um, so I was praying about that. So I think there's an important thing here that comes together in the reading so beautifully. And uh, that would be this. In what ways do we reject being a sheep? Do we reject letting God be our shepherd? You know, if you go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible and you look at the story of Adam and Eve, and there's the story of the first sin, the original sin, and it's um, very mysterious, right? There's the talking serpent, and there's the tree of good and evil, and there's the forbidden fruit, and uh, the devil tempts them. And uh, if you uh, do a little Bible study on that story, what becomes clear is that Adam and Eve our first parents, Adam and Eve, are rejecting 
their status as creatures, right? The devil tells them, if you eat this, you will become like God. And they grasped for it, they took. And um, another way of saying it, I think, is sinful self-sufficiency. And how many of us on, a, on any particular day fall into that? It's like, we don't really need God. We, you know, we can do this. Um, sometimes it's also known as practical atheism. Practical atheism is when you have uh, a, a day where you, you just don't think of God. God's not in the picture. You know, so even though we're sitting in the pew on a Sunday morning, we all have days where we act like practical atheists, you know, um, where we reject the, the reality that we need God for everything. So let me tie it together. Um, so I was praying over, were there moments in my life when I knew that God was real, that I knew God knew me, and that he cared for me, and that he provided for me? And you know, I, I have a number of really kind of dramatic and wild stories that I could share with you this morning. Uh, some things that have happened in my life, uh, most of which is what led me on my path to my vocation to be a priest. And uh, in praying about that, I thought, you know what, I'm not gonna share the, the, um, the wild dramatic stories, <laughs> you know. Um, rather, I'd like to share some tame, non-dramatic stories of the ways that we can know that God loves us and that God cares for us. It's not always weird, wild, you know, thunder and lightning, you know. Um, and I was thinking, um, thinking about the rain, actually. Do you know the science behind what makes planet Earth what it is? You know, the, the Earth that can sustain, sustain life? The science is complicated. And every raindrop is evidence that God loves us. You know, there are parts where they have droughts where they would dance for joy if it rained. And I thought, you know, every breath of air that you ever breathe is a gift from God. Do you know what the science is that, that makes air possible? It's so complicated. <laughs> every breath of air is a sign of God's love. And when we die and we come before God, this will be so clear. Lord, every breath of air that I ever breathed was a gift. You know, every bite of food, you know, the science behind what it takes to get food is so complicated. What, it's a sign to us of our Father's love. Every drink, especially if it's Guinness Stout, <laughs> every drink is a, is a sign from our Father that he loves us, that he cares for us. Um, and, and I'm just so, I'm so concerned for people who go through life not thinking about God, not thanking God. This sinful self-sufficiency, this rejection of God as our shepherd. So um, if we have a prayer life, and we have the habit of reflecting on our life every day, which I highly recommend as part of, it's not just enough to go to mass on Sunday and now I'm done, but daily, a prayer life, we start to develop the ability to be more sensitive and more aware of all of the ways that our God loves us and cares for us. And of this huge 
amount of evidence of his care and his love for us, at the very top of that list is the death and resurrection of Jesus, that God would come and he would take on humanity and that he would lead us like the shepherd who leads his sheep. You know, our faith, what Jesus taught, he leads us in this life. His words are divine wisdom to show us the way, how to be human. It's amazing. And then he would offer his life on the cross to forgive us our sins. No greater love has anyone known than a man to lay down his life for his friends, that God would call us his friends, that God would invite us to become members of his family, and that Jesus would feed us with his body and blood in the Eucharist to give us spiritual strength on this journey of life. It's just amazing. My heart is just bursting. The readings today suggest to us this overflowing reality of God's care and God's love for each one of us individually. I'll conclude with just noting something for you in the liturgy. Um, you know, the way the church ministers the sacraments to people says something. So you come forward for communion to receive Jesus in the host, we don't just give you the plate and say, take one and pass it on. They do that in some Protestant churches. But in the Catholic church, you come forward as an individual and you receive the Lord individually and you don't take the Lord like Adam and Eve trying to take that fruit. No, you receive, you receive, it's given to you. And in the old days when we would kneel at the altar rail and we receive on the tongue, it's like feeding a baby, you know? It's like Jesus saying, unless you become like a baby, you can't come into the kingdom of God, you receive. When you're baptized, you're baptized individually. When you're anointed with the anointing of the sick, and when you go to confession and you receive the absolution of your sins, it's individual. Isn't that beautiful? You know that God knows and cares for each one of us individually. The good shepherd, the good shepherd who leads us and calls us. And for that, this day, we give thanks. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans mm-hmm.